Hey, welcome to the three-year anniversary of Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. Um, that kind of flew by. Uh, it started as a lockdown project, uh, but we continue on regardless. Not locked down anymore. I'm joined, as is normal, by comics reader, collector, creator and raconteur, Mr. Alan Henderson. Hey, Dan Geezer. Greetings. Not locked down, but you're still tied up. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> the... <laughs> um... It's going to be a sort of gentler one this week. We haven't got a specific book to talk about. We're just going to sort of um, have a think about what we've done so far. How's been on, of all the guests, the most, the most. I think you worked it out, didn't you? 30 odd times you've been on, is that right? I've appeared, well, if we include the um, Nottingham Comic Con panel with Roger Langridge. Ah, of course. Um, I've been on 32 of the, I think it's 144 episodes. That, I think you're uh, right, my friend. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, 22%. There you go. There you go. Um, Good stuff. Very good. Now, we started on the 27th of March 2020. There's been, uh, including this one, 145 episodes, 40 guests, uh, what turns out to be 180 hours. Now, if you um, if you ran that back to back, it would be seven and a half days of continuous listening, which is going some, bear in mind. I've been talking into this mic for that long. And um, literally hundreds of hours of research. Um, have gone into this, <laughs> which we will be discussing because it didn't quite start out as a heavily researched program, but uh, it went that way in the end. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to hand it over to you because I've got a couple of questions. Going to I'm going to ask you. So sure. we have covered a lot of ground over the years. You and I specifically have covered a lot of ground. Whether it just be you and I or or you you me and Johnny Cannon, you me and Eamon. Um, yeah. What was your favourite discovery? Because what for those that have never listened before, what sometimes what will happen is I will challenge Alan to with a book or a subject, and he will challenge me. So it's not always stuff that is in your comfort zone. Maybe I'm going to guess, you know. Yeah, I guess that's what. That, so uh, I mean, I, I'd split it into two things in terms of what the favourite discovery has been. Okay, um, uh, you know, if in terms of the books, um, I'd probably say actually the Mad Magazine episode that we did. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, was definitely. you know and, and finding the the breadth of of activities that they put out and the the weird and the wonderful bits of mad that we just never really saw over here and actually you know it because mad's one of these things you think you know yeah until and as i say as far as the uk readership is concerned i don't think we know it the way we think we know it until you start getting into it yeah so that that was certainly good from that sort of side. and there was a, a number of creators in there where i'm like oh i d- didn't know who they were or didn't realize that that was you know what what they were known for i mean it's weird because we, we're talking about a medium here just in comics and that's that's we you know we don't limit ourselves to what it's going to be but mad in itself a bit like 2008 is as well and a bit like a couple of other things is almost like a hobby in itself isn't it i think mad yes yeah uh-huh. and and i think that that's the thing as well i found when i was getting into the mad stuff because I, I picked up a number of the um the books the, the actual paperbacks, paperbacks yeah and me too. paperbacks me too, yeah. where you know where they were themed by everything from word art to you know the specific movie designs to you know to, to other yeah. you know the, the topics of the day the office humor or whatever it was yeah and and it, it really highlighted the fact that the magazine itself is this huge anthology that allows them to then say, right, we're going to recut it to be 
you know, what, into these subject matters. And that, so I, I say to me, it was really enlightening to say that, you know, here's something you think you know, but you don't know. Yeah, you I think the, the we'd both read it, hadn't we? But we'd both, for me, certainly, I'd only t- touched the tip of oh. the iceberg in relation yeah. to it. There was so much more going on. And, you know, by our study of it, the names of the creators and the cartoonists especially almost have now become household names to us. Um, mm, and mm. We, we were going off and reading books on them and listening to interviews <laughs> and stuff. That was, that was a heavy one, man. That was uh, very enjoyable, but we put a lot of work into that one, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. As did Eamon. So the, the three of us, yeah, it? Eamon, I, as it was the three of us, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to him on, on one of my other thoughts as well later on. Okay. But, but the, the other thing I think that's been the greatest discovery, and I've been um, proper narcissist this week, uh, <laughs> Remember, there are three eyes in narcissist when you work that one out. If you like. um, the um, was the degree of passion that we had to talk about some of the books. Okay, and, interesting. Yeah, you know, re re listening back to some of the early pieces where I spoke forth about the shadow from nineteen seventy three. It's a good episode. Was that um, your first one? No, no, my very first one. We 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 have gone all the way from the life of time. It's life and times of Martha Washington. Of course. Um, yeah, man. That's the one where you said, we'll just read this book. Only, four, read book. only 484 <laughs> pages, Tony. You know. That's uh, not that, no, that's <laughs> not fair. I said, <laughs> let's read let's read the first story. And you went, Oh, I've got the big hardback that's that got true. them all in. Yeah, yeah. And I said, So have I. Let's see how far we get. Fair, fairly densely uh, written as well, that isn't it? Let's <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. 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 So no, we've gone from something as heavy as that to when we were also talking an awful lot about some of the weird and wonderful things like Tales of Sand, where yeah. it was just going, this is proper, obscure, you know, surrealism in terms of, of the comics. And I think that's that's been the interesting thing for me is as I say, re-listening back to a lot of it, and not just just biases, but other people as well. Yeah. About hearing their their passion for the subject matter and the passion for the you know, the, the way that the, the medium delivers stories in so many different ways and brings out so yeah. much different challenges to people in terms of saying, what does this actually mean in terms of how what I take from it? Yeah. Um, it's not all been passion. And one of the things that, re-listening <laughs> back to our Robert Crumb episode, which was another one that took us <laughs> down all sorts You've of... You've texted me about that, this, yeah, yeah. That was listening to... Re-listening back, I hadn't realised just how disgusted... <laughs> Eamon was with the Robert Crumb book that we had to read. Now, it is a challenging book to read, the, the Robert so, Crumb book, one. which yeah. was Mr. Natural, um, particularly the second half of the book. Uh, but it, it was, was you could hear in his voice where he's going, what have these guys made me read for this? <laughs> and thing where we want to talk about uh, an artist who is, you know, and, and you know, is one of the touch points of the history of comics. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. So it's that, to me, it's, it's been that, you know, the discovery has been listening to people's emotions talking yeah, that about was a, that was a really in, and that was another deep dive one we did you know we all we watched movies and you know read books and everything on crumb for that for that one and i remember actually in that one i can't remember why i said it off mic or i said it um while we were recording i think i said to Eamon, i don't might have been when i met him for a coffee actually i said i said i can't say that i overly enjoy the content of the story but i do find it very attractive the way his line works 
And I think Eamon agreed with mm. me on that. So you can see, you know, we're adult enough to see the the ability in the line, whilst we may not agree with his story choices, and that's a hard one to agree with, man. You'd have to be a bit weird to agree with the story oh. choices in that one. Um, but we can appreciate the craft, I suppose, in a way, you know? Um, yeah, 100%. I, I, yeah. I think there's some there's some interesting psychological discussions to be had at that point as well, not just about him, but about us yeah. and where we've gone with our own creativity. Because I, I would say that, you know, in, in the tribute press space, there yeah, are man, some... I agree. Yeah. Difficult choices that have been made with the Purposely. Crumbsley. Yeah, to outrage um, is uh, part of our raison d'etre. And I kind of think yeah. in a different way, Crumb was doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And and as I still stand by, I think I said it in, in that episode that I'm sure Crumb by that point kept going, well, I'm just going to keep pushing this envelope until somebody tells me no. And nobody told him no. So he just went, well, I'll yeah. just keep going. Um, but yeah. So he, was, he, he was also an example. And I've come across this a couple of times on this podcast especially on this one actually because we're kind of examining the creator a bit more than we do on the awesome comics podcast is i began to actively dislike him as a person as well mm. now i think we well, i think i talked about this with tom stewart on the last episode which was another a great and you know good dive into a, a personality as well as a comic where i think i don't need to know so much about the craze and i think we are as fanboys we are quite rabid aren't we about knowing about the creator and i think sometimes we don't need that anymore i think we know enough sometimes um yeah i mean and, and a lot of that comes down to that where do you split the art from the artist yeah exactly um yeah you know what at what point do you stop listening to rock and roll part two yeah at what point do you you know and there there, there is a line there about saying well, how much do i need to know there are obviously certain lines where you go actually you know what i, I don't have any more money to go into your back pocket so i'm gonna yeah i've done that regardless. i've done that recently actually um, yeah i think but, you have to i don't think you can do it any as a reasonable human being i don't think you can do it in any other way than a case-by-case -case basis mm, you know i think mm. you can you can some people, you know, I'm sure Elton John's had these rather horrible moments, but, you know, I still will listen to Rocket Man and, you know, think it's a great yeah. song. But I can't, I personally can't listen to a Michael Jackson song, put it that way, you know, just to, to move it out of the way. Yeah. So I don't have to slag any comic credits off. But, you know, and, and there's a question coming later where I'm going to name someone who I think is probably slightly objectionable. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think... To, to get it back to you again, man, if you don't mind, I think <laughs> the I, we've we've talked about the you know discoveries we've made during it. One of my favourite episodes is now is when I got you to read two issues of the Avengers. <laughs> now that Taskmaster, yeah, now I really like that because you're not an Avengers guy. You're not like a you will you do read some Marvel, but you're not a super Marvel guy. Yeah, um, and it was full of sort of like Jocasta and all these sort of characters. You're like I don't know who these people are. You know, but this, I'm going to read it and I'm going to examine it and I'm going to enjoy it or not enjoy it. And uh, yeah, that was a good little experiment because those two, uh, for me, in my reading life, they're seminal books, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing there for me as well, and again, it, it helps when we're dealing with some of the mainstream stuff, you know, it was George Perez. Yeah. So you're going in. You got going, that little touch George, point, haven't you? It's George yeah. Perez. <laughs> you know, there's lots we can talk about with George Perez and look at him and stuff. And. At the same time, so I think there is, there is, maybe this is where we're stringing to, to some of the later things we want to talk about. You know, there was an accessibility 
to 1970s comics. Yeah. Where you can go, is it 70s or 80s for Taskmaster? It must be 70s. Um, where you can go, I'm just going to pick up an issue and read it. Yeah. And and can get into it and enjoy it. And that's it. You know, so I think that it's, yeah, it's been, it was, was really interesting from that side of things of just going, you know, there's a lot of this I can pick up. I'm missing some of the, and any team book from any of the, the major companies, you're going to miss some of the subtleties because you just don't know about yeah. the relationships that the characters have with each other that have been built up over the previous hundred ep- issues or whatever it was. Um, and, and uh, yeah. So what's been your greatest discovery? Though? Yeah, it's easy for me. It's totally easy for me. Uh, it was it was George Pratt. Um, mm. It was the um, the War Idol, Enemy Ace War Idol that you got me to read. Um, yeah, I absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, just uh, um, the, the, you know, there's the, they we don't get it often these days, do we anymore? But we we do have those moments where we discover a book and it's you know it's an emotional memory that will you know continue to go on i've mentioned it a couple of times on here before where i was i was sat on i was on the worst holiday of my life you know i was in there i kept sending people pictures of me just standing in the rain in a waterproof coat yeah. you know <laughs> and um i got um we, we so were much pre- so that the, the the gas fields of world war one were, were yeah. to be more enjoyable yeah, than like, standing a, on the beach. like a warm fire <laughs> yeah, sitting there really the um so i sat on the beach in the you know the, the hour that it hadn't rained and uh and read that book on my own along a stretch of beach where there wasn't a human being in sight um and the skies were gray and i was you know it it could have it could have been the trenches you know and i read this book and it was a revelatory um and i'm now an absolute massive fan i went and read the other stuff he'd done there's not much Mm. by him actually to be fair is there no no no, um and we we will occasionally swap pictures won't we from his instagram and stuff um Yeah, no, that was a, r- a real moment for me, mate. And I think um, a, a comic has the ability, unlike other things, in or perhaps in a different way from other things, to to bring back an, an emotional response. And that one certainly did. Um, mm. And I've been doing a little bit. I did. I reviewed a, a war book this week on the ACP, and I've been uh, been feeling that era of you know first yeah. world war, second world war is is, is a, a really um, a really great ground to work on. And I don't think people pay enough attention to it. Um, but yeah, that was that was an incredible one. Really, really good. Yeah, and I'm glad you put that. So, in my so I, I think I've got you four times with okay. a book that you've never read before. Right. For a lot of the other times, it was either a book you'd read before or you'd you'd certainly been around the edges of it. Um, so it was, was Silver Darlings. Yeah. Um, was, I like that. Was one of them. Yeah. Um, the the Johnny Cash book by yeah, like Reinhard Kleist. Yeah. And I know that that led you on to also read the Nick Cave book. Yeah, he's got a Bowie book he out. Did. He just come out, I think. Um, I think it's out in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, is it? Oh, Gosh I think they got. Yeah, Gosh they're going to sign it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because um, they're going to send me a tip. In, well, I say they're going to send. I have purchased yeah. A, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a copy from them so I can get the tipping book. And then the other book that I think really threw you, and it's about as far away from from enemy as we can get, was Gregory. Oh, I like Gregory. By, um, yeah, I was thinking about Temple. that. Yeah, which was another one that again you'd never read, which I was quite surprised you'd never read. Yeah, before. Um, it was another one that I owned an issue of it. Do you remember I said later on mm, I yeah, was going through a long yeah. and I thought oh, I didn't even fucking remember owning this book, but yeah, I really liked that, and it got me also to read his Mars book, um, which I really mm. like as well. Um, that was just a strange abstract comedy thing, wasn't it? It was just so was it piranha press i'm thinking off the top of my head now uh yes yeah yeah just uh, so much of its time as well um and a book i invest you have to invest yourself into to read it's no light it's a weird one because it's the the the, the book is quite a light 
thematic book, but you because it's drawn in such a scratchy black and white way, you have to kind of throw yourself in and, and go with it, don't you? You know. Um, yeah, that was a great really easy to to regress into as as a with him as a character. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm I'm as I said, I was the enemy ace one is the one that I was most worried about. Okay, because right, it meant so much to you. It meant so much to me. Yeah, and I thought, well, if he doesn't like it, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to fall I out. Was, I was yeah. deli- <laughs> well, no, but it, I know, we, I know, we were only talking about going. I thought this was good, and I think that's been an interesting thing as well with us for a lot of times. Both things that you've given me, like the Paul Jeffrey saga whatever hmm. where we've we've said oh this is something i remember reading and enjoying yeah but i haven't necessarily gone back to in some time yeah so i hope when i go back to it it's as good as i remember it in yeah. my head going back to um and there's been an, a couple of times where things have been better than i remember them and sometimes when i'm like going oh i thought this was was, was better than it was but yeah i'm i'm nervous i don't now. I'm nervous about going back to it as well. I think I don't know whether I will because it was it it was such a sort of joining of so many things that made me enjoy that book. Mm. You know, one, oh, one it is yeah, no. absolute quality, and two, I was it, 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 you know, there's never I'm ne- it's never going to get more of my attention than it did that that week. Yeah, you know, um, it's the sort of thing you leave for a decade at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think we're. Uh, our enjoyment. I, I talked about this recently, actually. I, I sort of, there's there's a number of creative elements to to a comic book, and I think one is the actual the writing and the drawing of it, and the lettering, etc., coloring. But I think the reading of it is almost a creative endeavor in itself because we we interpret and emote, don't we? As we read a book, read a comic, you know, it, it very much is dependent on a number of factors in relation to how we're feeling at the time. And I think that is true about a lot of comics. Like the first time I read uncanny x-men as a teenager or as a 12 year old or something i'm like fuck me it's blew my mind you know but it wouldn't have the same effect on me now it would have maybe a different effect on me but you know, it very much depends yeah. on time and place and emotion and situation to enjoy a comic i think oh 100%, and i don't think it's it's just comics and that i think it's yeah. um music particularly. I, yeah well i was also actually going to say but you know if getting sketches from creators mm. through through comic cons often the story that goes with meeting the creator yeah. is more important than the actual drawing itself that they do or that, you know, or it, yeah. it, it certainly adds, to, you know, so somebody, you know, it's like sometimes you look at sketches that other people have got and you go, mm, okay, well, thank you. And they're like, going, but look, it's so-and-so. And you're like, going, yeah. Yeah. And I look at something, you know, like having, you know, we've talked about Chaikin when we did the, the American flag piece. Yeah. You know, the story I have of the first time I met Howard Chaikin is a lot more interesting to me than the actual drawing that he did. Yeah. And that, you know, and, and how that all ties together then when I go back to read books by him and then thinking about that story in my head as well as to, and you, you well, you, you talk regularly about your um interaction with with chris claremont <laughs> yeah i like to, to go, knife in, yeah. actually that you know those those sorts of interactions with the creators can give you you know they give you baggage to take into reading the next book by that yeah. creator and, and let's going face back it, to it and we're, it's, yeah. we're in that times a thousand at the moment man you know, i try not to look at the twitter accounts of people i really admire you yeah know? um mm. i know they're gonna yeah. at some point make an ass of themselves it's interesting yeah well let's while while we're on it let let me just give a readout so as i said we have had how many did i say um 
uh, 40 guests. So I'm just going to read out the names. Um, uh, just uh, just give them a name check on this three-year anniversary. Eamon Clark, Tom Stewart, Ian Ashcroft. That was good. Ian and I got into a book from our episode, which is very cool. We're in <laughs> Kiss My Axe, uh, as mentioned. Uh, Mr. Cumber, uh, Peter Hogan, which was a little bit of a surprise for us, wasn't it? That was <laughs> a kidding. shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I asked him a question about the book, and it turned into me inviting him on, and then me going, "Oh fuck me, I've invited him on. I need to tell Al." You know, it's like one of those. Simon Russell, he's always great. Dave Robertson, who's a regular. Steve Ingram's, uh, Adam Falp, Falp who was on the first episode. Sarah Harris, uh, she's been on a couple. Roger Langridge, Johnny Cannon. Johnny's great. You know, John Johnny brings a, a wealth of research and knowledge about it. Um, on it, uh, Mr. Butcher and Mr. Hunt, if we've talked about in the ACP this week. Rich Sheaf, uh, the Don. Mike Sadaka, Jordan Thomas, Pete PXD Davis, he's a good lad. Damien and Helena Edwardson, she's just she just texted me. Uh, Steve Sims, which was the Yusagi Jimbo episode, which was great. Alan Purdy, he did Hitman with us. Daryl Thorpe, Rachel Lee Carton. I liked Rachel's episode where we did a th- we did a dramatic reading of the comic we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's great. She's like wacky great. Um, Roy Donald, really good. Ken Reynolds, uh, Miss Ken, I haven't spoken to Ken for a while. Bob Fingerman. Um, Hold this, hold this call cooler because we might be getting him back on. He texted me this morning. Um, Chris Sides, James McCulloch, Pete Dory. Dor- Pete's another great one, isn't he? He's like us. He's like yeah. an old bastard who's got, you know, he's got a lot of love for the medium. Seen it all. Yeah, Seen it yeah. All. Uh, good old Dave yeah. Kennedy, Adrian Hashimi, which is a really interesting one. He's one of my best friends from New York. Uh, Mr. Rackley, Aaron Rackley came on. John Ottaway, clearly also not a murderer. Stuart Moraine, I've spoken to Stuart for a while. Uh, Jason Wilson, who's just got cold face, has come out, has arrived through my door um, yesterday. Uh, Pete Watson, always great. Uh, Earth 2 podcast, one of my favourites. Go and have a listen to that. Gary Hill, uh, Russ Mark Olsen, and that is it, and your good self. So just give him a name check there, man. I thought that might be a good one. Now, yeah. one of the other questions I had for you was your favourite episode by someone else. And I wondered whether you had a had an answer for that one. Ooh. So I'm right. actually going to bring back Mr. Clark again. Okay, cool. Th- yeah. the, the discussion that, that you and he had about EC Comics mm. and the fact that Bernie it led Christine. you to buy, yeah. <laughs> buy machinery on how to do legend. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and, it's sitting there. It's, and, what, it's and, on my mantelpiece downstairs, that. Yeah. You know, it's lovely. That, that's the sort of thing where I was like going, yeah, I can see myself doing that. Going, oh, look, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's one of those. And then going, what am I supposed to do with it? Don't it wasn't expensive know. either, and it's complete. You know, I did all right there. Um, yeah. And yeah, so now that again, because it that was one of the first episodes where I it, it I felt that I was, was phoning it in or my own episodes because I'm like, these guys have spent how much time and effort doing the research? I, I, I read uh, books on I think I I worked out and read nearly all of EC's output for that episode. Yeah, and having read a few EC books they're the we talked about dense reads early on they yeah. they are some of the most dense reads yeah there's a lot there's a lot know. in a single issue for them yeah, yeah there really is um, and a lot going on story-wise you know to keep in your head you know yeah yeah so no i think that that to me was probably one of the uh, was, a, was a big sign of it and it, I, I think it was one of the turning points where oh, you you've taken so many different approaches yeah throughout the 145 episodes here where it's been a number of times I've I've just taken the, the extent of going, I've read the book. You have any questions about how it, whether I enjoyed it or not? That's where we'll go with yeah. this. And we'll talk about it that way. But that's evidence of the fact that I'm a total wanker because that's 
how it started off. How <laughs> that was the yeah, premise yeah. when we started, but, and, and, it and just, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's just um, it got. I got. We all. Well, you did as well. We all got a bit carried away with the research. You know, mm. um, the, the the behind the scenes story for this episode is we were going to do another book, um, yep. by a creator we both we both are very fond of, um, and it just wasn't as good as we remembered. <laughs> you know, so I said, well, it's <laughs> the, the third, third year anniversary. Are. Yeah. Yeah, you see, the worst thing there is as well. I started out selecting books, going, "I enjoyed this. I'm going to enjoy." You know, let, let's read it again. While I'm now at the point where the, the reason I selected the book that we're not talking about, yeah, was because I went, "This will be a good subject to open doors to talk about other things." Yeah, rather than the book we, itself. We haven't and really talked about the writer yeah. from that one, and and he's got yeah. you know a breadth of really great work out there. Yeah. Um, and we'll get we'll get round to them eventually. We'll sure. find a different a different route in. Yeah, um, good point. But I think yeah. that's been the interesting thing about saying you know where does you know what, what and uh, there's an interesting thing here as well, which goes back to our how much do you want to know? There is something about looking behind the curtain. Does it spoil things or not? And yeah. the, the way we've tried to do a lot, or certainly the way I try to do a lot of the studying for for these these talks, is is not get into too much about the creative side of things. Um, because there is a well, that you know, when you know, you know, when you see sausages being made, you don't want to eat sausages anymore. It's <laughs> um, true. Yeah, there's, yeah. You know, there's something about that. But but so the balance has more been around saying, you know, what, what what's a bit of the history of um, of the the subject matter or the history of the the creators? Yeah. So uh, as I say, being the the narcissist side, when when uh, if I take us all the way back to issue or episode forty six, when we okay. discussed the shadow number one. Yeah. If you actually listen to that, I think we're on you we our usual talk for about an hour, ten or twenty, something like that. Yeah, it's forty-five minutes in before we actually talk about the book. Oh, okay. What because we do a whole craze? history of the character, and we do a whole history of it. Right. Um, you know, and it, so that's sort of the fascinating thing where it is just like, yeah, how do we we get into this? Yeah. Um, well, for others, where we went, but I think I don't know. Yeah, Domu, we just jumped straight in and said, let's start getting into it. Yeah. But I think that's one of the problems, and I had this later on, but I think it's a good time to talk about it now, is is the state of, I don't want to call it journalism, but the, 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 the state of comics, podcasting and commentary is I, I don't hear anyone talk about the comic anymore. You know, it, mm. it, it doesn't, they don't even talk about the events that are happening in the comic. It tends to be just about the creators, you know, and... Um, you know what they're up to next whether they've got a film deal going you know how many books they've got on the go there's very few out there eoc uh, acp you know it's exceptions but it just doesn't comics journalism doesn't seem to one talk about the actual comics and two approach it in a critical with a critical eye and that's what i wanted to do i mean we haven't yeah. been happy with certain things we pointed out criticism but I, the, there still remains a love for the medium you know on this as i like mm. to think on this podcast and I, but I don't think anyone seems to cast their eye over it properly anymore. You know, what do you think about that, man? Um, it's because, well, number of things. One, people are reviewing the wrong things for themselves at times. I think. Right. And I, and because I. The, the, What's wrong with the comics industry today? There yeah, go. I think maybe like just journalism. I think if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, but I think part of that is people don't know how to find a book, partially because there are too many books. 
right. in the world at large. You know, as in there's, we're, we're, it's so easy to publish a book now, right? Yeah. yeah. Any any two bit penguin person could do it. Um, <laughs> that it it does mean that how do you how do you find the the what what is the right thing for you? How do you know, how do you discover it? And you you end up being very reliant on um, reviewers and, and and journalists to to say look go and try this or go and try that or go and try this person's writing you might like them or not yeah and yeah I think it's the same with other medium as well I don't think you know the, the passing of John Peel was a was a huge thing in terms of music discovery for a lot of people because it was yeah. well who do we who do I trust now yeah um, and I think. There are a lot of good books out there. You just don't know how to find them because the people aren't present. You know, people aren't. People end up being very narrowly focused on their own thing, and right. because a lot of people who are doing like that podcasts are like feel the need to produce content. Yeah. So you take the path of least resistance, which is I'll just keep talking about the things that I know about. Yeah. And not bother going to try to discover anything new, and also. Um, I'll I, I want to be popular, therefore I'll say the most popular <laughs> yeah. view possible as well. I'll play to my because audience. yeah, uh, that that's the only way that I can continue to stay on whatever rankings I need to to be heard or read or seen on the website, whatever. The and and so that people will keep sending me things to review. Yep. Um, and I just think it it, it really starts to fall down in itself on on that side. Um. And it's, you know, I'm as guilty of this as, as anyone else in that I I used to really enjoy reading previews and going through all the bits to try and find things that I'd never, yeah. you know, that I wouldn't necessarily be. I haven't picked up a copy of previews in I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, and part of that has also been because my shopping habits have entirely changed. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> relates to another story you put out in ACB the other week there about the yeah. quality of some comic shops versus others. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and and that, you know, I think those are the... It, it, it becomes a, a perfect storm of all these problems coming together, of people going, well, I can't find books I like, therefore I'm going to have to focus on the listening to the, the journalism to to see what's recommended. And those journalists going, well, we only want to recommend the things we know about, which means it becomes a very narrow field of what people are then willing to try and investigate and, and, and have a look into um, or discover. Yeah. Also, there's a, sorry, there's another leg to this as well. The cost of, of things now means that taking a punt is yeah. just... Yeah, we t- really, we've, t- really we've talked about that on the ACP yeah, recently, talking, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's just um, jumped up again, isn't it, as of this week? Oh, you know, 20, 22 yeah. pages um, for $4.99, which is going to be, what, £4.90 in some London yeah. shops. Yeah. And, you know, the price of UK... It's not even just that. So you want to stick in the small press world and say, right, I'm going to try small press. And you go, how much is the postage? That, yeah. that, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about getting stuff from America. I know, where I know. It's just, you've kind of gone, well, it's just, it's just a lost cause. Um, you know, but even getting stuff posted around the UK now is getting pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and people so are I taking think, the piss, yeah. and a lot of people take the piss around the price of the postage. You know, I've noticed doesn't that. Help. Yeah, it doesn't. doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, and I, I don't think the convention scene is as good or as healthy as people think it is. I think you're right, man. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of cons have disappeared. You know, let's face it. In, um, in the last few years, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've said we're 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 snakes following our own tail. We yeah. entirely are. And the con scene's becoming more and more that it's it's the diversing out into you know, ricking into the There are certain things that are great for families and all this sort of stuff. They're more media cons than they are comic cons. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I, I don't want to be the doomsayer. And I don't and on top of all this as well, I yeah. do think that Joe comic reader doesn't <laughs> and I'm gonna say this with a pile of Batman comics upstairs, doesn't look to progress the way they should. Okay. You know, and I think, you know, you've got people of our generation complaining that the GLA today or the Avengers today or the X-Men today is not as good as it was in my youth. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, and sometimes, or, or the Batman books are not as good as they were when, when I, you know, in that heyday of 89 to 90. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, hang on, I was 20 and really enjoying them. For all I know, 20 year olds today could be reading them and really enjoying them and enthuse about them in 30 years time there's distinct possibility that that might be the case and it's just that i am not that target audience anymore and i should have moved on to something else but because i have that that difficulty of discovering the something else because it's not readily visible and i've got comics journalists not really telling me to say this is what comes next you know, and it, yeah. it, I think, I think it's really easy when you're, when, when you're very, you know, it's probably quite easy to go, well, here's the comic in the supermarket that's meant for the under eights, under tens. Yeah. Then there is YA. So we can actually get people to progress to that. And then from YA, we can take you to these books. But, and it's again, because Vertigo's gone away, where do people go when they go, right, yeah. I like reading comics, but. I need something a bit more than spandex at times. What What's the other things that can can get me into? Is it, is and there it, isn't isn't the next thing. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about that because I actually consider myself to be very lucky with the ages and the, you know the um the the way that comics evolved because I started reading comics in the sort of mid to early seventies. By the time I hit my early teens, we got Watchmen and Dark Knight, so comics had grown up were growing up with me. By the mm-hmm. time I was in my late teens and twenties, you know, Vertigo was on fire and was, you know, all this sort of very cool stuff going on. And, and over here we had stuff like Deadline and Escape Magazine and stuff. Um, and I actually think I grew up and comics grew grew along with me at the same time. Um, yeah. And then I think I first noticed the, what the fuck is this, when we got the image revolution. And I think... To me, it's stagnated a little bit. It's not evolved um, enough for everyone. I think since at least 2000, comics really hasn't changed much. Um, It's still a writer's medium to a big extent. Um, As it started, you know, with with the, you know, the Ultimate Universe and that sort of thing. That's, you know, the, the Ruckers and the Millers and the Bendises and all that sort of thing. And I don't think it's evolved enough. And I think... People are afraid of that growth, which is why people are afraid of manga, I think. Um, and I think it needs to change because we've had, what, 23 years of no change. Well, when you look at the previous 20 years, there was a fucking shit lot of change, you know, from 80 to 2000. Everything changed. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you 
most of the way they are. Okay. I think that what you have to remember is that when you went with the image revolution, what on earth is this? The generation or generations behind you went, oh, oh this yeah, is I think so. New, yeah, new, yeah. This is the this is nineteen sixties, and the Marvel is launching again. Hey, you know, like it's my, yeah. I don't want to carry the fifty years of baggage that that Superman has at that point, so I'm going to jump straight into to, to image stuff. Yeah, and I think in the way that did evolve as well. You know, we had the sort of Supreme yeah. stuff and the Wildcat stuff, you know, the Joe Casey, Alan Moore, Supreme. And then we hit 2000 and then status quo, man. I do think that. Oh, yeah. And, but as I said, I just wonder if we end up, or the, certainly the people who go, oh, and I say I've put myself into this category at times as well. Oh, Batman's not as good as it used to be. Or, you know, GLA's not as good as you. Is it a case of but it's, I'm no longer that target audience. And my difficulty is finding what should be for me yeah. now. And don't worry, there, there are things out there. We've talked about them on, on this pod yeah, in terms of yeah. some of the, the books that are out there. You know, but you're right. Where is the American flag of today? Where is the... Yeah. Yeah, okay, there's there's black label stuff from, from DC, but there's not an awful lot of it. I Maybe mean, it's the BD it's market. You know, if, if, you know, it if, probably is. Yeah, like yeah. Desert Star or something like that as, a, as or, an intro. it's the manga market where it's the things that... It, it probably exists in the manga market, but we, we either don't get it translated into English or, again, my whole point about how do you find... There's so much manga. How do you find the bits that are for you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, it's like walking into a record shop for the first time and going, there's 10,000 records in here. I'm going to love 50 of them. Yeah. And you know how we <laughs> find it? We? we find it by good people in comic shops and good comics journalism, two of which yes. are in certain areas, not in every area, but are in certain areas lacking. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. So. Let me, I've got a question I was going to ask you, man. And, um, I didn't prepare you for this one because I wanted to drop it on you. Um, and it's kind of like on the tails of the fact that we've been through quite a tumultuous period of, you know, ups and downs in the comics industry, even if it just be being locked in and ordering stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know if, if you were like me, but I ordered quite a lot of comics during that first lockdown. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it gave me a chance to sort of survey my collection a little bit and look around me and, you know, Longbox Mountain and all this sort of thing. And I had this question to ask you. So you and I have both dedicated a lot of our lives to comic books, right? Um, a lot of our private time, a lot of our thinking time, a lot of our social life is comics. Yep. Has it been worth it? Oh, yes. Yes? Okay. Very much so. Yeah. And um, why, why do you think so? Because of the... Just the, you know, the, the the sheer enjoyment that you've made out or I've I've taken out of it, you know I've the there's been emotional impacts that come with a lot of the things that that I've been involved in, yeah. both from a a reading and a creative side, um, the connections that it's given me to people um, that I yeah. never would have met otherwise, um, yeah. some of which you 
spend more time trying to get away from than, than actually <laughs> I mean, case in point, as you and me, dude. I mean, um, if yeah, it wasn't, we never you know, we'd have, otherwise. Well, yeah. we've actually been at the same events internationally and not spoken to each other before, you know. Well, so. didn't know, yeah. Because yeah. at that point, we didn't know, yeah. Um, so no, I think, you know, in terms of overall, is it all worth it? Yes. I do wonder if there was a sliding doors moment for for all of us at a different point. You know, I could as easily have become a avid supporter of a particular sport. Yeah. Age, you know, aged fourteen or whatever, and gone. Oh well, that's you know, I'm not going to spend my Saturdays hanging around the comic shops or whatever. I'm going to spend them hanging around. Going to see Partick the, Thistle the play or fields. something. Yeah, yeah, you know? I get you. Um, uh, more of an egg chaser myself than, than a football <laughs> fan. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, so I would have, would have gone to watch Bournemouth play play rugby. But the uh, and you know that that could quite easily have seen that as a as an option, and that would have equally made those connections with different people. You'd have had all this sort of stuff, um, and so no, I I think it is worth it as long as you're enjoying it and you, know, you you've taken enjoyment out of it in the past, and you've got stories, and you've met people, and you've got. Yeah, you know, just 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 life from it. I, I um, I've got a funny thought on this. So, I I think it is. Um, although I do thoroughly believe I've been over over obsessive. You know, um, you know, the amount of times when my wife's telling me off and all I'm thinking about is Spider Man or something. You know, but uh, <laughs> the but if you played golf, would that be any different? No, I agree, man. Yeah, and I think you, comics you know, is better than that. And this is my reasoning is because it is enriching. And it plays so much on the um, functioning side of your brain where you work stuff out as you're reading a comic book. So it's a, in many ways, some, you know, comic books are a puzzle between panels, aren't they? And also, it, you know, that creates a sort of problem solving. I think it creates an artistic area of my yeah. brain. It develops that. And it also, I extrapolate the stuff that I find, you know, I, I often use my imagination in my day job, um, present and previous as a way of coming up with solutions for things. And I think being a creative thinker, I suppose, is, I don't know how to put it properly, but, you know, having that element of your life where you, you can imagine things and you can create things in your brain and, you, and your imagination is as much part of science as it is a part of artistic, artistic life. Mm. I think it has helped me in my life, being part of comics, um, to, to the point where I think it's almost helped with my sort of functioning intelligence put it that way i think um because we i don't think i know many full-time comic readers um it, it, just to go through that list of people i just mentioned who are stupid people you know there's a few out there man but they're not proper comic fans in my head <laughs> <laughs> but the i don't know any anyone and i shall list them now yes and here they are yeah on three-year anniversary we're gonna fuck them up the uh but i don't think i think that you have, there has to be a certain intelligence to a comic reader and we kind of get each other because of that i think you know um we don't always always agree with each other and you know sometimes we rub up badly against each other but i think there is a certain there's a there's a certain tribal element there as well um yeah that's where i put it i just yeah. it's i wanted to drop that on you man because i just wanted that thought that's and you did. I could tell you thought about it with that little bit of silence for your answer. Do you know? Um, and I, I was exactly the same when I came up with the question. And I, and I, I like you. I, as anyone who's ever worked with me will attest, I'm, I always say that I'm a visual thinker, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the one that always sits with a pad of 
blank paper next to me at a desk and we'll say, right, this is how we're going to do it. You know, yeah. and do a wee drawing of how it's laid out and go, right, may that happen and then yeah. hand it over to, to somebody who has to, to turn the handle. Um, so no, it's, yeah, it's worth it emotionally. Yeah. Fiscally? No, <laughs> clearly not. Not anymore, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's that whole thing about you go yeah for every every comic book that's now that I've got that's in the fifty pence bin, I do have the one or two that are worth whatever. We've got the odd one, you know, yeah. not through not through design on my part, not bought for that purpose, but it just so happens. Yeah, so it's um, like me and um, Amy did the Mighty World of Marvel one. He went, "Have you got this Mighty World of Marvel book?" No, yeah, I think so. And went through a long book, found it, and <laughs> we looked it up, and it was like one hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> so it's when when we did the Domu issue is what episode oh, yeah. as well, and yeah, we were yeah. like, "How much is that book worth?" Yeah, so, Fucking hell! Yeah, um, yeah I know. Um, but, right. Well, but, let's do. Yeah. Oh, mate, sorry. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, and that's where the, the the apps are going to change that world forevermore. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's a moving yeah. it's a moving feast, definitely, isn't it? Let's do Simon's question. So I suck it on the stack. Hmm. Simon came up with a question. Simon Russell, um, past guest, our buddy, um, Matt, also the producer of Madeline, which we're both in, which is superb. Um, hmm. Giving that what so I've slightly rewritten it. I hope he doesn't mind. Giving what recently seems to be an acceleration that's losing the good and great. Who would you choose to meet and tell that you loved their work? and tell them how much it meant to you. So I think we kind of fall in the area, so it should be someone we haven't met before. Now, you and I have met a lot of people we're massive fans of. Um, yes. So there's there's only a few there who are almost like our great whales, aren't they? You know, great white whales that we want to hunt down and speak to. And I thought we yeah. could maybe do one each and talk about why. So I don't know if you wanted to go first with yours. Well, if I go first, I'll, 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 I may steal your thunder because okay. I mentioned them already. Yeah. I'll, I would love to speak to George Pratt. Oh, okay, and, right. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and actually, a doable, say, I think, that, isn't it? I think it is doable. Oh, yeah. very. Well, we, we, I said we should have had that road trip when he published a couple of weeks back or months back that he was in a, an art show. Yes. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have gone. We, we could have gone. Yeah, just yeah. happened to be in, I think it was in California. I can't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, um, so George Pratt would certainly be one where I think it would. I'd love to speak to him and say, are you going to do any more? What? What what's the hidden book that he's never done that he, yeah. he wants to do? Why you know what's well? I'm, I'm sure I can understand what's stopping him doing it, but you know. So I think there's, you know, I think that would be real interesting as well. And there's a he's, I, I would, I'd love to actually watch him draw yeah. in person. There's a the real you instinctive know, instinctual stuff, isn't there? So yeah, much, and you know, you, you okay? You see the live drawings appear on Instagram and all this sort of stuff. But nothing beats being there and actually yeah. seeing it, you know. And I'm not saying that's draw for me. I'm just saying, just you know, yeah. So I think that that would he was certainly on my list of um, okay of people. Right, my first one is an easy one for me. It's Doug Munch. Doug Mench, mm. uh, he's, uh, you've you've mentioned him before, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's 75 now. Um, he's just had his 75th birthday. I understand. I was chatting to Paul Kupperberg about him, and Paul was saying he's a bit, he's a bit lively he's a bit argumentative but he he made the the comic that i return to every time that still remains my favorite comic master of kung fu he didn't create it that was done by steve engelhardt and um stalin but the he he found the voice for the character that narration that's seemingly been forgotten by marvel now nobody remembers that there was actually one of the tricks of that series <laughs> was a narration although he's actually an interesting character but you know i, I for uh 
a, a kid from West London who was at boarding school um, on his own. Uh, he, the character that I most appreciate, the most I found interesting, the most I wanted to be the friends with, was a, a guy born in China who worked for MI6 in London, you know, and I'm like, that's the joy of comics is we appreciate people. You know, I loved like Luke Cage comics, you know, it's completely yeah. and utterly foreign world to me. Um, but I think that he did, he did that. He did a lot of other stuff, but just, just purely just to talk about a couple of the issues of that, I, it would be, it would be Doug definitely. And um, I think he's 75. So I can't imagine he's, uh, you know, he's not going to be about for decades, put it that way, but he doesn't really do much. He doesn't really uh, appear at much, so I haven't really had that chance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. What about your second one? So the second one is is Bill Watterson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Has he got a new project on the go? I think. Yeah, I think there's some new. I don't know if it's actually a prose book rather than right. Than, okay. Uh, there, I, there was something that came out recently. Yeah. But I, 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 I literally just want to talk to him about Kevin and Holmes. You know, yeah. I'm, you know, a bit of me is there going, look, it's me trying to be a humorous in terms of myself and my own work. Yeah. I'm doing a similar sort of thing. There's a... Uh, the, 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 I think Simon's question was, who do you want to just go up to and say, thank you for doing what Yeah, you, which is what I'd want to do know. with Doug. Yeah, and yeah. He, Bill Watson, for me, isn't that. Where I would want to go up and say, you know, by the way, you were somebody who produced work that my dad and I could just sit and enjoy together. Um, yeah. and things yeah. that you know and, and that sort of universality that he he has um just 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 to, to say thank you for that so that he, he's certainly on, on my list for that that was a great discovery because i think i pretty much read every single strip when um Eamon came up with that we we read an awful lot so we did we did an episode on that me and Eamon because i think it meant a lot to him and his kids yeah, yeah. that was a good episode and when when i was at edinburgh university the Calvin and Hobbes books were the only books, only comic books, that were stored in the Divinity Library, <laughs> because they were. It was felt to be part of the um, the, the Divinity course because they were. They, they had that view of going. Actually, these are semi-religious texts <laughs> in a weird way. Um, I think it was more the fact that you know they made reference. Or you could make reference through Calvin and Hobbes. To you know, any situation that that that, that came out, so yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Mine is on a sliding scale of difficulty. The people I'd like to point that out, by the way. So my second, <laughs> my second one is John Byrne. Um, not an easily individual to get on with, as I understand it. But I'd certainly with a flame give about a... this high, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it used to be the name of his um, uh, letters page in the back of Next Men. It was because <laughs> the, the question was always. How's John Byrne? He's got a flame about this high. Uh, was his response? So anyway, yeah. and I do. Uh, I, I I kind of think I kind of almost see him and Claremont as sort of difficulty, you know, about the same. But his work meant so much to me, and I still read it now. And the breadth and broadness of his work, you know, like you say from Next Men, but we had Uncanny X Men, uh, oh. we had um, Iron Fist, Captain America, Alpha Flight, Fantastic Four, Superman. You know, all this stuff, just incredible. You know, just amazing, naturalistic line. And um, I'd just like to thank... I think he'd be the one I'd want to thank, I think. Um, I don't know how yeah, doable I, that is. I don't know if he does things, does he? I'm not sure, actually. I've, I, I, I don't know. The right, one there. It's the, the right show, that's the thing. Um, yeah. I also imagine that meeting him, you've got to go in with the same attitude 
when you meet Chicken, where you kind of go, this guy can smell bullshit from a mile away, so yeah. don't bullshit him. Yeah. And, you know, just be honest, just be, you know, respectful and you'll get that back. And that, that's entirely what, 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 every time I've met Chicken, that's kind of how I feel, you know, and he's like going, you know, you could tell he surveys you, gotta go, you, as soon as you pull the wrong one here, I'm going to go for you. So you don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think John Byrne would be the same. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. suffer any faults, would he? Let's yeah. face it, yeah. Um, what about your, your next one? So my last one in terms of, of people who yeah. I have not met that I'd quite like to to, to say thank you to. Um, as I say, because on the list of people that I have met that, that I'm glad I said thank you to, Darwin Cook, Norm Brayfogle, both sadly no longer with us. So I was glad I got yeah. the opportunity to do that. And the other one was um, Jose Garcia Lopez, who, uh, nice. who I, yeah, I, yeah. I met. Um, but the one that I haven't met um, is Kelly Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice um, one, yeah. Purely because it's something like going against. It's a really different art style, and yeah. you know, and he was one of the people that, when I was getting back into comics in a big way in the early nineties, was doing something completely different in terms yeah, of a real master as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I'll regularly repost his stuff in the Slack. You know, when he posts yeah. it up, and there's some amazing that the vampire Batman stuff he did, and just the, exactly. the yeah. dead man so stuff. Yeah. He, yeah, he was was somebody I hadn't met that would like to to do that uh, you know have the privilege of yeah good chat man and my final so one is your most difficult one then. <laughs> yeah my most difficult one you'll like this one and this is purely done on the fact that i want to thank him for the what he what he has given me to read um uh i don't think i would probably want to get in a discussion with him because it would end up like flailing arms and just punch trying to punch each other i guess you know um, can, I, bit... can i guess who, who yes is? you can is it chuck dixon no Although I've just ordered a book for his, of his actually to read because <laughs> uh, I was so impressed with his interview with Mark Miller, the way that they just didn't have any middle ground politically, but got on because they both yeah, fucking yeah. love comics. That's a great episode. That is, yeah. um, I know it's Dave Sim. Dave Sim. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Dave, uh, I think Dave, Dave Sim actually does. Uh, this is a bit unfair of me because I have met him, but I met him before I really got into his comics. So I didn't right. really understand. I think I'd read a couple of issues of Cerebus. So I didn't really understand what was going on um, when I was sort of sat round him in, in UCAC. But the, um, I think I'd just like to thank him because I, I, I regularly go back and read Cerebus and I really do think it is incredible. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those comic series that people think, oh, he's a misogynist, I can't read. But, you know, they're quite happy to read other things, you know. Um, but it is an incredible The thing is he book. doesn't hide it. It's Cerebus. And <laughs> yeah, tell them no, you get into yeah. a mother's and daughter's book. It, it's kind of like going, this is the story. You yeah. know? Um, so, yeah, no. It, it, that ties all the way back to one of our earlier comments where we talk about sometimes meeting the creator is, and the story is, is greater than the thing that you get, if you like. Yeah. So, in 92... Um, he he toured the UK at that point okay. and came to Edinburgh um, with Gerhard, I'm guessing back then. As with well. Gerhard, with yeah. Ger well, yes, exactly. Mm. And um, so was in a comic shop in Edinburgh that sadly no longer exists. Where I went in, and I, I didn't know if I was going to get there, so I turned up at the the shop, picked up the most recent copy of service off the shelf to get signed which i think is number 178 but okay whatever yeah and so i said ah, bum, and he opened it up and they, they were handing out free posters and stuff as well so i was like 
brilliant, bang, bang. And he said, oh, I'll do we? And he did a tiny wee head sketch of Cerebus inside the book. And I thought, that's lovely. Nice. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. At which point he passes the book to Gerhard, who did nothing more than draw bricks behind his head and looked <laughs> up at me and he went, I draw the backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I've got bricks by Gerhard. You know, and I was like, going, you know, to anybody else, you go, it's bricks. And they go, so what? And I'm like, yeah, but it's bricks for the guy that does the backgrounds. <laughs> and so, yeah, as I say, sometimes the story is more important than the thing. <laughs> definitely, man, definitely. And I, I think that when I, I remember I didn't meet him, I just sort of sat in his presence when he was sort of holding court in this room. I remember there was a room at UCAC that was just like chairs. It wasn't, I don't really know what it was set up to be. Like a, almost mm. like a sort of shitty old lounge area. And we were sat there and he was going on about how he'd been picked up. And I think he was talking about a US con or something and immediately taken to a titty bar. <laughs> and I remember as a kid thinking, I've never heard anyone in real life say titty bar. And I still to this day remember him saying it as I was sitting there. Yeah, but I think it's from from that point on I sort of fell in love with Cerebus and you know it was this was I think around issue fifty something like that you know so sort of yeah. church and state kind of period. I mean mm, to be fair mm. we have discussed numerous times tackling Cerebus but yeah. it's such a fucking big Where subject. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's numerous yeah, books I, I written st- on it. Yeah, I still think that the way to do it is, is anyway we've. I think there is a way to do it, yeah. and we might do that one day. So let's yeah. keep our powder dry. <laughs> um, but it is—it's the granddaddy of small press. Yeah, That's, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you're right, man. Yeah. Um, and and the first thing ever to do proper phone books, wasn't it? So, I think you might I be think. right, actually. Yeah, yeah. And they're not easy to get hold Apparently of either. Are they at the moment? Yeah, no. Uh, but, Did we see? We, we uh, saw some in Nottingham, didn't we? In that second-hand shop, in the charity shop. Did you see them? The... the one that's like two shops up uh, from page 45, yeah, do you remember? I think there might have been a couple in there. And yeah. there was also one of the tables at Nottingham that was doing all back issues and stuff that had the folder portfolio of the animated oh, series that they, right. where they did some <coughs> test. Yeah, that was the one that was yeah. below us. We were shouting at you and you were looking through comics. Yeah. That's right. Well, no, it was more, yeah, or Johnny C again. Johnny Cannon, that's his... Yeah, yeah. That was another one of those conventions <laughs> where it will be remembered for a lot about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good mm. stuff, man. Well, that's that's a little walk down memory lane for for episode, for the th- yeah. three-year anniversary. Uh, just a bit of fun. Um, but before we go, I want to talk to you about, um, aren't you reaching a point with the penguin as well soon so for those who don't know um, um house comic the penguin go and get it it's uh so go on. i'm not, not reaching uh, it, technically it was the 23rd of march or uh, in terms of um publication online it was maybe a, a week or so prior to that via other things right but no the, the penguin has now gone through its 10th anniversary uh, of okay. its first appearance online so there's uh a, a lot of water That's has a gone long under, time, the, man. under the yeah. bridge um, and that. Yeah, I mean, my creativity has slowed right down over the last six months in terms of actual producing new strips and new right. things. Yeah, you're still but, cracking uh, on, you know, there, yeah. there's two and a half thousand of them out there already. You Bloody can recycle hell. and you know, people yeah. people seem to be enjoying the, the repeats, not necessarily spotting that there are repeats because there's always been new readers coming in, which has always been I never great, spot the know? repeats. I've got to say, I read them um, every day. Yeah. Well, if if I you know started re-showing you Calvin and Hobbes from 1988, yeah, it'd still be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't notice it. There's one or two you say actually, you know, I'll, I'll take that one out. It's not as funny as I thought it was at the time. 
Um, <laughs> but most of them, you, you can just keep going. Yeah, here's another. Here's another. So no, yeah. ten years of it. Um, not, I don't think there'll be ten more years of it. Um, <laughs> but no, I want to try and get to the. I want to try and at least finish the next book and and kind of say let's put a bow around it because that'd be quite nice for a while at least um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know and re-spark the, the energy um, a little bit. So, no, it, it's, it's been a privilege of getting them out there and, as I say, putting a smile on one person's face every day. That's um, good work, man. Yeah. It's just kind of the hope that we, we try to achieve. And it's not as if you've been sitting on your laurels. You've got other stuff coming out. So you've done, I'm guessing you've done something for DUI. You have, you've done something for DUI 3, yeah. haven't you? So the script's out there. Um, I've not seen any of the artwork come back yet, but that's that's fine. We'll, we'll see that in due course. Um... And yeah, there's you know the, we've got other bits. Of, you know, people should still go pick up um, that comic smell too. Yes. Um, yeah. And the other DUIs and Madeline, as you say. And, yeah, Madeline, uh, we've got a little essay in there, haven't we? Both of us. Well, yeah. A few of us, Simon's in there. Yeah, there's a few people who've yeah. uh, who've been who've been on this show are in it. Simon, yeah, so Simon, the, put it together. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the same. Yeah, same um, snake swallowing its own tail again. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's. Um, yeah, it's all and I think that's that whole point. You know, we're one big community. Um, I know people don't like the word, but we are we are a clique. Yeah, that you've community talked, you've talked to me together. round. Yeah, you've talked to me um, round around that. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with as I say. I I, I used to dislike the fact that um, the comic world was was cliquey. That was until I got into one of the cliques. <laughs> um, I'm the same. You know, I had years of reading on my own and never being part of any kind of thing. You know, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's a weird one where we're we're so friendly with you know like a big bunch of people, but it's such a solitary hobby, you know. And and that's where I think there's an interesting. Things are better now than they were. Kids today don't know how good they've got it. Yeah, I you know I remember going to my very first con down in Bristol, and walking into the what would have been the Friday night bar, and going. Oh, I think that's so and so over there, but I don't really. Cool. Well, I've seen their picture somewhere in, in yeah. the back of Comics International, and that's so and so, but I don't really know who they own. They're speaking to other people, so I can't really go talk to them. And you know, just that ability to go. Oh, I, I don't know how. How do you? How do you talk to anybody? You know, as you say, yeah. because you're also young, shy people, and that's a. Well, nowadays people can you know listen to pods like yourself and and the ACP and and like and get involved in the Slack group, such that yeah. when we go to your first show or whatever, you can kind of go, ah, and you, know, <laughs> you either know who to mix with or who to avoid, depending yeah. on what you've found or you've been my, my first con was a UCAC, and I remember going mm. to it um, and my dad dropping me off, and I was—I think I was staying over my aunt's that night, and I had a map and just enough money to spend, buy a couple of comics and then get a tube out to my aunt's place, you know. Yeah. And I was in the middle of central London, age 12 or something, like fucking hell what am i doing you couldn't do that now you know it's like i know i've got to try and figure out how to get all the way down a tube line you know to my aunt's house and then then ring her from a phone box to get her to come pick me up yeah it was like madness yeah <laughs> yeah there you go uh, happy days good stuff good man stuff. so where can we find you online dude and where can we um, buy your comics uh you know what just go onto any form of social media and search for pinned going good stuff man um, we're going to, uh, we've got a couple of subjects coming up. I've got a book. I've got a book. I haven't booked them yet because I've been away, but, um, Alan and I are going to have a conversation now about our next thing. So three years roll on year four, as they say. Um, 
and we're going to keep going. Said, Congratulations to you for achieving this, Tony. And you, and you, buddy. You've, yeah. You've, you've, you've put in all the effort. Well, no, I think that's. Uh, I've, I've roped a few people in to put in loads of effort, like you and Heyman and Johnny Cannon and, and Tom and everyone. Um, but yeah, so we'll have a little chat and think about the next one. But thanks for that, mate. Much appreciated.